Thank you for giving your attention to that short video clip titled, I Choose Thankful. And we're going to talk about that here in a moment. But first, just a quick reminder for you that we're in a summer series called Summer of the... Of the <laughs> excuse me. A summer... Summer series. Songs of the Summer. Wow. I've been away too long, right? So we're in this, we're in this summer series, and it's a summer in the Psalms type of series. And that's why I kept kind of getting mixed up with my words there, because I always want to call it a summer in the Psalms. But I titled it differently, and it's, it's about songs of summer. You see, I think there's so many different songs, there's so many different worldly solutions we have to earthly problems. When we shouldn't have all these worldly solutions, we should have godly solutions. God has made us with many different emotions. We have the emotions of love, or that's tied to love. We have joy, we have sadness, we have anger, we have frustration. But how do we use these emotions in a God-honoring way? So believe it or not, this is actually week seven in this summer series in the Psalms. And we're going to transition just a little bit today because we're going to talk for a couple weeks about being thankful, about choosing to be thankful. You see, as we look to a few Psalms of Thanksgiving, we want to see how dependent we are on God and the everlasting mercy and the everlasting love that he gives to us. The children are now dismissed to children's church. And I, as I see some kids watching me, it would kill them to have to listen to the sermon, right? <laughs> that video ended with this verse. 1 Thessalonians 5.18, which says this, Give thanks to God in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. We had some wonderful speakers while I was gone, and I was able, due to our live streaming, our YouTube channel, to be able to hear the message from Tanner and to hear the message from Mel. And I thank you for filling the pulpit for me while I was gone. And now we get back into this series. But we watched a video clip titled, I Choose Thankful. And it started with some easy ways to be thankful. It started with showing what I would assume a parent as they watch their kid playing in the water. And maybe you can picture yourself at those times of life where you just watch your kids and you think, wow, I am blessed. Thank you, Lord. Or maybe you think as you see that, wow, I should thank God more for these little blessings which I have in life. But then the video clip started moving on to other directions. And first, it moved on to where we saw the whole family playing together, and that was a great moment. But then it moved on to hard situations, hard circumstances of life, like trying to pay the bills at the table when maybe you don't know where the money is going to come from. You see, it's easy to choose to be thankful in good times, but we must also choose to be thankful in the hard times. We must choose to be thankful. Receiving bad news at, the doc at a doctor appointment. You saw that in that video clip of that young girl. And we don't know what that news was. Our, our mind can wander and wonder what she might have heard. But it's in those questions of life, those deep questions which we struggle with, we too during those times need to choose to be thankful. We need to cry out to God. And we need to remember that we are not alone. And praise God that we are not alone through the big life moments, like that video showed of asking your loved one to marry you and spend the rest of your life with you, what do we do? We choose to be thankful. In those new beginnings, a baby being born, the news of starting a family, 
we choose to be thankful. But then even in the last moments of life with our loved ones, and that's the part which gets a lot of us, we need to choose to be thankful as we praise God and recognize that God gave us so much blessed time with that loved one. And we can praise God with knowing where they're going. But then all the moments in between. I love that part of the video. It, sh it shows all the little clips put together, all the pictures of life put together, showing life at the beginning, life at the end, all the moments in between. We need to choose to be thankful. You see, it's easy to be thankful during the good times. And it's a lot harder to be thankful during those times in between or in those final moments or in those hard moments. But we need to choose to be thankful. And I'm going to choose to be thankful. And I hope you'll join me in choosing to be thankful. So here's that first part of today's message where I told you at the beginning of service today. It's going to be interactive today. And I hope you all participate with me. So I want to hear all of you, just to start off the service, say, I choose thankful. Isn't that easy? So on the count of three, I want us to all say it together. I choose thankful. You got those three words, real easy. One, two, three. I choose thankful. Now, I know there's one person at least in this room who thought, I'm not saying that. <laughs> I think you're not being thankful then, are you? Let's, let's just say it one more time. One, two, three. I choose thankful. Thankful. We need to be thankful. We need to give thanks to God. 1 Thessalonians 5.18, which says, Give thanks to God in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Now, this is going to be a very interesting sermon today because i got to tell you, I was really excited to be back. And I have redone this message like three times. And even this morning, I wanted to redo it again. So I'm going to try and stick to my notes, but my notes have a lot of crossing out and additions hand wrote in there. But here's the main thing of today. You see, God's love is eternal. God and his steadfast love and mercy never changes, and he is always there for us when we cry out to him. So you know what that means for us? Our thankfulness to him needs to also be eternal. We should always be thanking him for our life. You see, God's mercy... God's mercy is cause for thanksgiving. When we cry out to him, he can restore us, and he will. Even when our troubles are a result of our own sin, we cry out to him, he will answer us. But we need to be listening. We need to be submitting to him, and we need to be showing him how thankful we are for the love and the mercy that he gives to us. So please listen closely as I read from Psalm 107. There are Bibles in your pews that you're welcome to open up to. You're welcome to open up the Bibles on your cell phones or tablets. And just as I always say, please save the texting or the social media or whatever else for later. If you want to talk to your neighbor about what you're having for lunch, let's wait till after the service. And let's dig into God's words this morning. So we're going to start at Psalm 107, verses 1 through 14. And I'll read it to you this morning. Psalm 107 starts with this, and it should be very familiar words to you. In fact, we sang some of these words this morning as we read, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. That's how we start. For he is good. For his steadfast love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. 
whom he has redeemed from trouble. We have numerous reasons here why this, this author is praising God, thanking God, showing his gratitude. And we're going to talk about those a little bit later, if I can get through just reading through the psalm. It's a great psalm. Let's start over. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. For his steadfast love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from trouble and gathered in from the lands, from the east, from the west, from the north, from the south. If you don't get that from all directions, he has gathered up his people. Some wandered in desert waste, finding no way to a city to dwell in, hungry, thirsty. Their souls fainted within them. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He led them by a straight way. I love that it specifies by a straight way because sometimes we think that God takes us around and around in circles. And God, when are you just going to lead me in the straight way? God does give us a straight way to follow. But we need to follow. We need to look to him. We need to put aside our wants in our directions and our distractions. We need to push away the distractions that the world sends our way, that Satan throws our way. Because he wants nothing more than to take us off that straight and narrow path. Back to scripture, verse 8. Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wondrous works to the children of man. For he satisfies the longing soul, and the hungry soul he fills with good things. Some sat in darkness and in the shadow of death, prisoners in affliction in the irons, for they had rebelled against the words of God. Notice why, the why they were sitting in the darkness. Because they had rebelled against the words of God and spurned the counsel of the Most High. So he bowed their hearts down with hard labor. They fell down with none to help. Verse 13, then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death and burst their bonds apart. Thank you. You may keep the scripture open if you like. We're mainly going to be focusing on that verse 1. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Now, that, that kind of gives us the beginning of why do we give thanks to God? I mean, we got many reasons. Let me start with this. His love endures forever. We give thanks to God because he is good, and his love endures forever. His mercy endures forever. But then as I reread this scripture this morning, I'm trying to just write down all sorts of reasons which you can pull out of just these 14 verses for why this psalmist, this author, is thanking God. I got a big list. And you might get different words than me. But some of the words I got, thank God for his goodness. Thank God for his love, his forever, limitless, merciful love. Thank God for he is redeeming and redeeming in many different ways as we read that he has redeemed them from trouble. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from trouble. And that could be in a spiritual sense, but also a physical sense. We'll talk about that more. God is our defender. God is their defender, his defender. God is the gatherer who finds the lost from all directions of life. He's the protector. He's the savior. We thank God because he helps the lost. He's li he listens. 
He counsels. He's a leader. He's a guide. And you know what's great about this guide? You see, I've led some trips on the Appalachian Trail. I've guided teens through the Appalachian Trail on backpacking trips. I don't want to say I ever got lost. I never led those teens and got lost. But I could have. Because I don't know all of God's creation. I was only going, only going off a map. And because of experience, I knew the directions to go. I had to follow those white diamonds of the Appalachian Trail marked on the trees, marked on the path to know where to go. And if I took my eyes off that for one moment, you can easily get distracted and get off path. But God knows all of his creation. And he knows all of you. He knows all of us. He knows us from the innermost depths of our soul. And he is going to lead you the right way. He's going to guide you the right way way but we need to listen but more than that it continues in this psalm we see that we thank god or he thanks god because he satisfies he satisfies the hunger he satisfies the thirst he satisfies their needs he's a provider he's a freedom giver a freedom giver and god is light in the darkness as he frees his people you see, there's a lot in this psalm. Now, this psalm is generally thought to be wrote from one of two perspectives, but either way, it gives us the same application. You see, it's either from the perspective of the Israelites as they're finally free, free from being lost in the wilderness, free from being captive, stuck in captivity and bondage by their own doings, or secondly, more of a general perspective of the writer just looking back upon his life or upon the life of his people and seeing all the wrong ways they've gone, all the trouble they've gotten into, and yet God still always heard their cries. And God's steadfast love and mercy endures forever. Either way, we have that same application. Choose thankful. Choose thankful and recognize the, the key idea of this passage, which is this. God is willing to restore all those who call upon him. God is willing to restore all those that call upon him. Even through a variety of circumstances here, we got this illustration, wandering, self-inflicted pains, rebellion in this case. There's a relational aspect here. God continues to help his people. But only after they have acknowledged their circumstances and called upon his name, cried out to him. We have a God who expects us to call on him. We need to call upon him for help. We need to admit our wrongdoings, admit the circumstances we're in and ask for help, cry for help. But then we need to follow his ways. That's key, guys. We need to follow his ways and then see God work. See God work and choose to be thankful. You see, here in Psalm 107, we see many examples of how mankind has a way of creating their own problems. But yet God still hears our cries. He still answers our prayers. And we should be thankful, grateful, just like this psalmist. The psalm praises God for deliverance from death, deliverance from troubles, deliverance from bondage, Deliverance from being lost. Deliverance from many things. It recalls the nearness and help of God in a specific situation. We too need to recognize the deliverance we've had from our specific situation so that we can thank God 
for those specific things. Will you continue to thank God, to choose to be thankful during the dry seasons and the wet seasons alike? The, the before, the beginnings, the end, all the times in between. Because that's what we need to do. We need to not wait till the very end points of life to thank God and to recognize our need, our dependence upon him for life. But we need to recognize that each and every single day, God hears our cries. And he wants to be there for us. He wants to give us life. But we need to make the choice to follow after him. We need to make the choice to submit to him. We need to make the choice to follow him. And we need to make the choice to be thankful. To be thankful. These people, this psalmist, he cries out to God. And we too need to cry out to God. He recognizes how they had rebelled we too rebel every single day as we choose our own wants and doings instead of his. Do you feel lost? Do you feel hurt? Do you feel pain? That's normal parts of life in this sin-filled fallen world, but we need to cry out to God and thank him for his help because he will help us in many different ways though. Sometimes his help as we cry out to him isn't the same way that we think we need the help, but God knows all things, and he knows the help that you need. The Israelites had caused very much of their own troubles through disobeying God, and we cause our own troubles through disobeying him as well. But as we cry out to him, he can show us the solution. So cry out to God. He hears us, and he saves us. Choose to be thankful. God has reached down and saved me and you, but you know what's great? I mean, that's great right there. But here's the great part. He doesn't stop. God always listens to us. He always hears us. And even when we've been running away from him, he's still there to listen to you. Here's another great part. He's not done with you. He's not done yet. Isn't that great? He's not done with you. That's the second interactive part I want from you. So if you're sleeping, now's the time to wake up. And now's the time that you get to hold somebody accountable. Because I heard at one fest last night, one of the speakers, one of the band members was talking about good friends, good biblical friends hold each other accountable. Good biblical friends aren't just always patting their back or aren't just ignoring all the problems of life, but they're there for you to help you through every part of life and life's problems. That's what God wants us to do as we love one another, as we love ourselves, and as we carry one another's burdens. Well, here's what you get to do. I want you to point your finger at that neighbor next to you, and I want you to just point and say, God's not done with you. Isn't that easy? On the count of three, let's do that. Point at your neighbor, point at somebody, point at me, point at, God's not done with you. God's not done with you. Isn't that great? God loves you. God saves you. God hears your cries, and God is not done with you. But guys, listen up. We've had our fun. Now let's get serious for a moment because I want you to hear this next point. We need to thank God for his goodness because God is good. Thank God for his goodness, but as we thank God for his goodness, we need to recognize that God must be glorified. God must be glorified. This week, I saw an old high school friend that posted a, a message for the world to see, you could say, and this message, it was really upsetting to me. I read it to my wife. I told her about it. And 
I think she gave me one of those, well, what do you expect type things. I mean, you know who that guy is. You know what he does with his life. But still, it's so upsetting. We should get upset by things that the lost of the world say. We should want to see them found, found by the love of Christ, found by the love of God. Let me read this story to you of what he wrote. I want us to focus on this because God must be glorified. He says this. You see, he was ranting about people giving thanks to God. So I quote this friend's message to you now. No names, just the message. Quote, I am by no means religious and am not trying to attack religion, but I'm tired of God getting credit for human kindness. We don't need God to be kind to one another. Hmm. That's kind of an interesting thought right there. Because we should be kind to one another, but then do we need God to be kind to one another? And I would say yes, because inherently we are all evil and filled with sin and want to look out for our own selfish interest. But moving on, he goes on to say, God didn't hold the door for you. I did. God didn't pay that young Marine's bill. A retired veteran did. God didn't remove that tumor. A well-trained doctor with top-notch science and medicine did. God didn't pull you out of that burning car. A firefighter did. Okay, those are some good, powerful statements that kind of make you think. But I still think God needs to be glorified in all things. But let's read on, because this gets really tough now. The church is good at helping and setting good morals, but it's operated by humans collecting and distributing canned food. It's all people... So thank you, kind humans, for helping your fellow men and women. Helping each other is why we're top of this planet's food chain. And together we move mountains. Just keep that in mind before you thank God. Is that upsetting to anybody else? Because it's upsetting to me. I mean, he's got some strong statements which are powerful and, and show how we should be treating one another. But he forgets the fact that we're only able to do these things because of God. You know, I found myself upset by these words, but then it went on. You see, as this was on Facebook, so I was able to see some other friends who commented below it. And this guy has a lot of followers, if that means anything to you. This guy, and he does great things. He does. But in a worldly sense, he has this thing on every Friday. He posts a free favor Friday. What do you need? Let me know. I would do my best to find a solution for you. And he does. He finds wonderful solutions through his thousands of followers. He's traveled the world through his business that he owns and operates, and he has lots of connections. But because of some of those, he's allowed worldly influences to enter his mind. But back to the point. One of the comments below that, as I'm watching, and you have to pick wisely. You got to pick your fights, your battles on social media. I don't get into all, all of them because unless you're one-on-one -on -one in person, you can't always solve much. It just becomes a bickering fight. But here, here it is. This other friend commented and he said, I am a man of faith and I agree totally with you. <sighs> Guys, that is sad. People, church, this is wrongful thinking. And it just shows how lost they truly are. We were created to glorify God. To give glory to God. Isaiah 43, 7 tells us how we are created for his glory. We read in other places that he created us. He gave us life so that we will glorify him. Read in 1 Corinthians 10, 31, whether you eat or drink or whatever else you may do, give all the glory to him. 
We live in this life because he created it. We live in this life because he gave us life. So we glorify him. We thank him. We show him our gratitude for everything. We breathe in his oxygen. We eat his foods that he provides to us. He created us with a mind and capabilities to retain knowledge and to learn. If he didn't create us in this way, we wouldn't be able to do anything at all. Now, be, understand me, though, correctly. Don't misunderstand me. Yes, we can thank that person who opens the door for us, and we should. We can thank the farmer that provides food for us, that provides milk for us. We can thank our moms and our dads for raising us up, especially raising us up to know God and to know Jesus as our Savior. We can thank the many people in life that do many things for us. We can thank our military, our police officers, our governors, our mayors, and our presidents. And I'm sorry for saying that, and I'm not saying I support or don't support, but I am saying that biblically we should be praying for our leaders. We should be thanking everyone for what they do for one another and for us. But most importantly, we need to give the glory to God. We need to give thanks to the one who can make all things good because you cannot do these things. You cannot make all things good. Only God can make all things good. Only God, only God. Let's say that together. Only God, only God. You know, a good man, and he would say none are good, but a good man, I love the... Eldon Carlson in here, and he preached last year on but God. Well, you know what? We can all say only God. Only God can do all these things. Choose to be thankful. Psalm 107, verse 1, getting back to the scripture, says to give thanks to God for his steadfast love endures forever. We're going to talk about that enduring love for a moment. But first, I want to give you a couple quotes here. Charles Spurgeon said the following. This is kind of a longer one, so I couldn't put it on the screen for you. But Charles Spurgeon said this, God is not to be worshipped with groans and cries. That statement alone is kind of powerful. God is not to be worshipped with groans and cries, but with thanks, for he is good. And these thanks should be heartily rendered, for he is no common goodness. He is good by nature and essence and proven to be good in all the acts of his eternity. Compared with him, there is none good. No, not one. I'm sorry, Eldon. <laughs> but he is essentially, perpetually, superlatively, infinitely good. That is our God. We are the perpetual partakers of his goodness and therefore ought above all his creatures magnify his name. That's a powerful quote, isn't it? I wish I could just reread it, reread it, but it's kind of long. So moving on, I'll give you this shorter quote by Dr. J. Vernon McGee. We need more than say-so Christians. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Choose to be thankful, guys. Choose to be thank thankful. There's too many say-so Christians out there. But the redeemed of the Lord must say so, truly. Let's not, not talk about it, but let's really do it. Don't go around complaining and criticizing everything in life as if you have nothing to be happy about, nothing to be thankful for, nothing to praise God for. Show your gratitude, but let others hear what you have to be happy about as you show your gratitude. 
And not for your own satisfaction, not for your own fame, not for your own popularity, but so that God is glorified for he is good and his steadfast love endures forever. If you are a Christian, if you are born again, Jesus believing, your sins have been forgiven only through the blood and body broken of Jesus Christ and the cross, his victory over the grave, tell others how good God is. Tell others how good God is. Hey, I'm going to just make you say that too. Why not? Point at your neighbor and say, tell others how good God is. Tell others how good God is. Come on. Seriously. God is good, but people do not always hear how good he is from you. God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. But how often do people hear this from you? From you, we always just assume that people hear it on their own. People hear it from somebody else, but they need to hear it from you. God wants you to go to your neighbor, to go to all nations, to go to everyone and tell them about the love of Christ and the love of God to send him and the love of God from the beginning of time, from the beginning of creation for you. God hears our cries and he wants to save you. But too often, we're not looking for the salvation that he brings. We need to speak up for God. He wants you to. God has a bad reputation in this world because we do not speak up nearly enough. You see, too often, people are talking around us, and we just don't say anything. But by us not saying anything, they think we agree with them. How many people in your workplace, in your schools, they just think you, you agree with them because you never speak up? And that can go in many different circumstances, not just, your, not just spiritual matters, not just your belief in God. But people do need to hear, we believe in God. And you need to tell them why. You need to tell them how good God is, and you need to tell them what you're thankful for. Choose to be thankful, people. I want to move on. There's Psalm 136 I want to share with you. It praises God's love and mercy and creation and redemption and fighting enemies and for a future glory. It reminds us that the Lord has plenty of mercy and love. And get this, God's mercy and love will never run out. Psalm 136 is, reads this. Pay particular attention to the word forever. And I'm just going to read through verse 9. It says this, Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. Guess what? His love endures forever. Verse 2, give thanks to the God of gods. His love endures forever. Verse 3, give thanks to the Lord of lords. His love endures forever. To him who alone does great wonders, his love endures forever. Verse 5, for by his understanding made the heavens. His love endures forever. Who spread out the earth upon the waters, his love endures forever. Who made the great lights, his love endures forever. The sun to govern the day, his love endures forever. The moon and the stars to govern the night, his love endures forever. Thank you. Guys, I think you can see the theme here. Forever. God's steadfast love and mercy endures forever. And we could go into so many other directions of everything with God that goes forever, that lasts forever. 
And our little bit of understanding, we wouldn't even understand, but forever. You see, that's a concept that we have trouble with because we're not forever beings. We are mortal beings who needs a God. God is forever. And forever is a very long time. Forever means consistent with no break. There's no end to the rope, no end to the chain. It just goes on and on and on. Forever is longer than a lifetime. Forever reaches beyond time. Forever is eternal. It's forever. It's limitless. God is with us and for us forever. His love and mercy endures forever. Now, if you're able to fall asleep during all those interactive times, I want you to listen up closely as I get through just these last couple pages here in my notes. As a pastor, I've heard it said many times that God can't forgive me because of this, because of that. Well, pastor, I just don't know. I've done some terrible things in my life. Let, remind, let me remind you of his love and mercy. It's steadfast. It's forever. It's enduring. Let me remind you of the psalm that we read. Of all the struggles this person went through, God always heard his cry. God always listened. It was because the people were rebelling and not following him. But when they cried out to God, God listened. We need to listen. And we need to be reminded, God loves you forever. So if you've been asleep all this time, I've got another one for you. Turn to your neighbor and say, God loves you forever. Maybe you should say, God loves you forever, and I do too. Listen up, guys. Ephesians 2, 4 to 6 says this. But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love which he loves us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. God will forgive you. But you need to cry out to him. You need to recognize how you've rebelled or if you've, how you've walked away on your own path, your own ways. And you need to follow him. And you need to choose to be thankful. Each and every single day, you need to choose to be thankful. You see, I believe that there is only one truly unforgivable sin, and that is to reject him. To reject him. God has given us a way to salvation, a way for forgiveness, but to reject Christ, to reject the power of the cross, is to reject him and to reject eternal life with him. We have two options in this life, God or no God, life with him or life eternal in hell, gnashing of teeth, fiery, burning up. What do you want? Do you want to be called up in that great evacuation that Mel talked about last week? Do you want to be with your heavenly father forever and ever? No more pains, no more hurts, no more diseases. Joy, hope. That's what we have through faith in God. Have faith in God. To reject him is to not be saved. You can have his forever mercy and love if you accept Jesus and choose to be thankful. The scriptures we read today may remind you of a song by Chris Tomlin called Forever, and we sang it today. The lyrics to that song echoes a psalm as it says this. You see how far behind my, oh, I'm pretty good on my slides. There you go. 
Forever God is faithful. Forever God is strong. Forever God is with us. Forever. Forever. Saying that again. Forever God is faithful. Forever God is strong. Forever God is with us. Forever. Maybe you can say that with me if you want. Forever God is faithful. Forever God is strong. Forever God is with us. Forever. Forever. Guys, choose to be thankful. Choose to be thankful when we are exhausted from the hard circumstances of life. We must depend on God and not our own strength. We are dependent. And maybe you don't like to hear that, but we are. We are dependent on God. But that is the best place. That's the best thing. That's the best person. That's the best God to submit to and to be dependent to. Because we love, we serve, we are saved by the God of all creation. When we're exhausted from the hard circumstances of life, we must depend on him and not our own, our own strengths. And we must choose to be thankful. We must cry out to him, pray to him, praise him. In the good times, in the bad times, in the beginnings, in the last moments, in all the times between, choose to be thankful. I cannot give you an easier point to remember from today's message than that. Choose thankful. Choose thankful. When we intentionally recall the specific ways that God has come through for us in our past, our circumstances, our confidence will grow in his faithfulness to come through for us again in our current circumstances. We must look to our past, not to live in the past, not to struggle with our past choices, our past mistakes, but we must look to our past to see how God has always been there for us, and he always will be. Forever he is faithful. Forever he is strong. Forever he is with us. And I promise I am coming to a close here. Psalm 136, 23 to 26, if we would have gone on, says this. It is he who remembered us in our lowest state. For his steadfast love endures forever. And he rescued us from our foes. For his steadfast love endures forever. He who gives food to all flesh. For his steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of heaven. For his steadfast love endures forever. I like that first part. It is he who remembered us in our low estate. We were lost we were hopeless. We were in a battle. We were thirsty. We were hungry. We were looking for hope in this life full of pain. God alone can find you. God alone can give you what you're seeking in life. Nothing else can quench that thirst of life. Nothing else can quench that hunger. Nothing else can quench that, that seeking of hope through drugs, through alcohol, through sex, or anything else. God is the one who saves and quenches it all. God is the one who gathers you up, gathers the lost up from the east, from the west, from the south, from the north, from all ways, and saves you. Choose to be thankful. Cry out to him. Choose to be thankful for the big things. Choose to be thankful for the little things. God is always at work in our life, and we should always be at work at thanking him for our life. As I start... To close, Philippians 4, 6-7 says this. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. 
Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you'll experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. I choose thankful. I choose to have a peace which exceeds anything we can understand. I choose to gain the knowledge and the life and the power and the strength and the courage and the hope that only he can provide. I choose to be thankful. I pledge a pledge to myself. I pledge a pledge to you. I pledge a pledge to God. And I ask you to make that same pledge with me. You see, when we choose to be thankful and to give him the glory with our gratitude, we receive peace. So I ask you, depend on God because you can depend on God and make this pledge with me. I choose to be thankful. I choose to be thankful. Say it after me. I choose to be thankful. I choose to be thankful. We need to remind ourselves of that because there's so many other things which rob us in this life of the gratitude that God is to be deserving. God is to be give, getting from us. There's so many things that rob God of being glorified. There's so many things that rob us of the happiness and the joy and the peace that he gives us because we're holding on to things that we shouldn't be holding on to. Let's look to the little things. Let's look to the big things. Let's look to the beginnings the first moments of life, the last moments of life, and let's look to all the moments in between and let's choose to be thankful. I choose to be thankful. Be thankful with me, but not for you, not for your neighbor. I mean, you can be thankful for those things, but most importantly, we need to give the glory to God and we need to be thankful for all he does and continues to do. We we thank God for many reasons, as I said before. We thank God for his goodness. We thank God for forgiveness. We thank God for redemption, for Jesus, for peace. We thank God for a peace which goes beyond our understanding. We thank God for his provision, for his protection, for strength to continue to push on. We thank God for hope. But I added a spot there, fill in the blank. Think to your life, if you want to take home today, besides just the, I choose to be thankful today, I choose to be thankful this week, let's do this. Among all the bad things of life that you can complain about, you can criticize, you can let hold you down from the joy that God wants you to have, let's look to all those things and let's see what we can be thankful for. Let's fill in this blank. But I encourage you to find five blanks from a positive, easy standpoint. And I, I encourage you, I challenge you to find five blanks to fill in from the hard standpoint of life, which you think, God, how can I be thankful for this? I want you to really think about it, really meditate upon it, really cry out to God and say, God, help me. How can I be thankful for this? What do you want me to see through this? Fill in that blank, apply it to your life and choose to be thankful. Wrapping up with Psalm 107, there's two major points, major themes you see, and that's this. We need to, like the psalmist, praise God for his continued deliverance. And number two, remember God's response to man through the good times and the bad times. We cause our problems, but God is there waiting to hear you cry. Cry out to him and choose to be thankful. I'm going to pray to close as the 
song. The band comes up to close us with one song. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you for this great day, and we thank you for the life which you give us. We thank you for the hope that you give us. We thank you, Lord, for the oxygen you give us to breathe. We thank you for the life that we have from the beginning of creation. We thank you for your creation, all of the things in this world which you gave. We thank you for each other, for friends, for brothers, for sisters, for wives, for husbands, for sons, for daughters. Lord, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for the cross. We thank you for a life which goes on and forever and ever and ever leads to an eternity with you. And Lord, I pray right now, if there's somebody in here today who's not feeling thankful, may they give whatever is holding, holding them back to you. And may, tr may they truly recognize the thankfulness they should have for life. And Lord, I pray if they don't have life, if they don't have this life which helps them to feel thankful, the hope, Lord, that comes only through knowing Christ their Savior, I pray right now that they give their life to you. Stop seeking out hope and solutions to spiritual problems with worldly solutions. We need spiritual solutions. We need you. And through Jesus Christ and the cross, through submitting our sins to you and recognizing we are a sinner and asking forgiveness through you, through the Savior, we can be saved. Lord, I just ask the people in this room, if there's anybody who needs to say that, say it now. Give your life to Christ and have hope and tell somebody about it. Lord, we pray that you're glorified in all things. Lord, we pray that the saints are edified and we pray that the lost are found. And it's in your holy and powerful name we pray and we say, amen. Glory, hallelujah, amen. Let's stand and sing praise the name of Jesus.